0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are fresh off of WrestleMania Backlash. My, whew, that main event, mm, that was something else. You, you want to talk about over-delivering on a, on a match. That's literally the definition of that main event. Um Pretty much the entire show, top to bottom, was, was real good. Minus one segment slash match that we'll talk about once we get there. Um, but other than that, all the other matches were fantastic, including the kickoff match, which, as I had said on... SmackDown Study. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it before you listen to this because you're going to want to know everything leading into the show that ha- just happened tonight. And by the time people listen to this, Monday morning, it'll happen on Sunday. So, um, Ricochet is the man that answers this open challenge, non title edition. <laughs> by Seamus uh, Seamus obviously under the impression that he thinks that title shots should be earned and not given, which I mean, I can kind of see some merit in that. I mean, you know, you don't want just anybody to have a title shot, I guess, slash sarcasm. Um <laughs> But I haven't seen this side of Ricochet in a very long time. Um, gritty, very – I'm trying to find a I find a good adjective for it, but he just seemed to have that fire back and I don't know if this was one of those go out there and give us what you got kid and tied with maybe some of the new um, the new writers are giving him something. He comes out with I think I think he was wearing jeans. Um, and just, he really took it to Sheamus and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Ricochet and his stuff in NXT was just outstanding, especially his feud with Adam Cole and just the fact that they gave him a shot against a much larger opponent was just, was great. And he did a real great job. And for a split second or two, I thought he might have won. Uh, or he could have won easy, easily, but he could have won this match. Um, Sheamus does pick up the victory with a swift knee to the face, which looked ridiculous. Um, then after that, Sheamus gets his, his jacket, his hat, and talking about, oh, yeah, it's just another day's work. And then Ricochet is not having any of it attacks Seamus, rips the hat off, takes the the jacket, puts it on, and kind of flaunts it in front of Seamus, clearly, infuriating Seamus. Um he quickly drops the garb and jumps out of the ring and Ricochet is serious about the US title match. So if this is the beginning of a feud between the two of them, I'm all for it. Because Ricochet deserves so much more than what he's been getting. I know he's been having fire matches with Mustafa Ali on mid-event, but that's mid-event. He should be on Raw. So should Mustafa. And they should be having those fire matches on Raw. But I'm not a lead head writer, although sometimes I think some of my ideas might actually be better than some of the stuff that they put on TV or on pay-per-view, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but who am I kidding? I'm just, uh, just a fat kid doing some podcasts for wrestling. <laughs> but enough of that. Great match. I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening next. And we shift gears right after that, and we go right to the main show, which was narrated by Dave Batista. And you love to see it. It was, it was a lot of fun. I knew when he started talking about his new movie, Army of the Dead, that's on Netflix. I know a little shameless, you know, (laughs) shameless post. Um, But I knew when he started talking about the show, I was, I I started having some some thoughts. I'm like, oh, no. Okay, so we're going to have zombies somewhere. And I just don't know where yet. Well, we find out pretty soon. But before that, we had one hell of a women's match kick off the show. It was for the Raw Women's title with Rhea Ripley defending against both Asuka and Charlotte Flair, who had new gear tonight. And let me tell you, it was a beautiful callback to Cruel DeVille. So much so that I'm actually, once I'm done recording this, I'm going to go back and watch 101 Dalmatians, the live-action one, not the cartoon, because I haven't seen that in forever, and I'm a big fan of Glenn Close, so this should be rather fun to watch again. So after that, um, we ended up having the actual match. sorry, I almost completely skipped over that because I was still mesmerized by everything going on with Charlotte's gear. Um Adding Charlotte to this match, also number one, was a fantastic move because, and a really smart one too. And I know a lot of people hate that because they all hate Charlotte Flair for some ungodly reason, even though she literally is the best female talent that they have. Becky Lynch was standing, but she's currently not wrestling. So Charlotte is number one. Yes, I understand her last name is Flair. I get it. But she's actually doing stuff that her father did, captivating the audience, you know, pissing people off, you know, getting her opponents to, you know, to screw up. It's just she does a good job. She has a great wrestling IQ, and it's it, it's good to see. So she's definitely going to break her own father's record at some point. Um, tonight was not that night. Rhea retains uh, after Charlotte was dumped on the outside of the ring. She drops the Riptide on Oscar and does get the one, two, three. Crazy part is this match was the only match that I got wrong. I got all the other ones right. I'm very proud of myself because I haven't had the greatest record when it's come to um, WWE main roster picks. So I end up finishing at six and one. So I like that. And we'll look forward to our next pay-per-view, which is actually going to be hell in a cell. They moved it from October to June because rumor has it that money in the bank has been moved to July. I believe it's the 18th, they said, and there's going to be fans in attendance that's the rumor. And if that's the case, that's the perfect pay-per-view to introduce fans back to wrestling, uh, back to the WWE roster outside of WrestleMania. I can't wait. I love Money in the Bank. As much as people shat on last year's Money in the Bank, I thought it was very uh, innovative uh, for something that you know normally needed some type of crowd interaction to really get going. I thought they did a good job. There were nice little bits throughout the whole thing. And I thought they did a good job this year. We're back to normal, have our fans. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. And I know that's still two months away, but something to look forward to. It's nice to be able to put a date down and be like, all right, we got 60 days before the fans are back. And it's going to be ridiculous again. And I can't wait. So that being said, We move on next to our SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Dirty Dogs, of Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler defending their title against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. The interesting part of this was that Dominic Mysterio was attacked during the kickoff show by the Dirty Dogs in the back, left him laying, dumping everything on him, um, literally, and... Dominic looked to be severely injured. So I didn't know what they would do if they'd bring in a mystery partner for Ray or whatnot. But no, Ray decides to go at it alone. And for a good, I would say probably 10 minutes or so, he held his own. It's very mysterious. It is what it is. But most of the way through the match, Dominic does end up making his way down to the ring. And the moment that happened, I knew it in my heart. I said, the Mysterios are winning this match. It's, it's going to happen. And I know that my friend Sam, over in, know the ropes, got all his alcohol ready because he knew he knew what was coming. <laughs> and sure enough, Dominic himself, with the Frog Splash from the top, gets the pin, and we have history at WrestleMania Backlash. The first ever SmackDown father-son tag team champions in WWE history. So congratulations to the Mysterios. I hope they have a good time of reign, but if certain things happen going forward i don't know how long that tunneling is going to be but we'll get there when we get there after that well this is the one the one segment of this show that i did not care for um i understand the whole brand partnership thing that they're doing right now with army of the dead and, and whatnot. But a little earlier in the show, Morrison was going to go to the lumberjacks dressing room, tell them what's going on so that, you know, it's in best interest of the Miz winning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when Morrison gets to the locker room, he knocks and he he goes in. It's full of zombies And the moment I saw that, I was like, oh, dear God, no, please, please don't. But they did. The Lumberjacks were not Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks were lumber zombies, or zombie jacks, or however the hell you want to call it. Yeah. So Miz and Priest... Had their match, the zombies would try to, like, reach at their feet whenever they're at the turnbuckles or near the ropes. A couple times they got pulled in to the outside. Priest and Biz fought the zombies off, got back in the ring. And at one point, Morrison tried to get involved. Obviously, that didn't end up well. Priest thankfully got the win. Rolls out of the ring, does his arrow shot like normal. We get the whole army of the dead uh, thing, and then Ms. Morrison get eaten by zombies. <laughs> I'm all for supernatural stuff because obviously you have Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, you know, even Miss Bliss. I understand it. I I get it. I know that's one of those things where you have to sit there and be like, oh, you have to, you know, not look at reality. It's, you know, it's, I get it. This was a little over that line for me. It's like, I don't know. It just went a little too far for me. I just, it was, it was beyond, it was beyond silly. I thought, and I get it. It's just for brand partnership, but I don't know. I thought it was a little bit of an, uh, an insult to our intelligence. Um, that's just my opinion. You don't have to share it. I don't make fun of other people for their opinions, but I thought this was just terrible. This this pulled down the show considerably, especially after the hot start that it had had with the the matches before it. This match itself was even pretty awful um it's just it was so distracting i couldn't focus on the match i was just completely thrown off by all the zombies um but priest did get the win like i figured and we moved on from that and we had ourselves a redemption match which thank god it desperately needed it was for the smackdown women's championship as bailey challenged bianca belair this match was great Perfect way to get back on your feet. Bailey tried to use every trick in the book to cheat, and it was outstanding to see. The ref caught her a whole bunch of times, and then the ending was just awesome. Bianca using her own hair to wrap Bailey's legs so that Bianca could pin her for leverage and get the one, two, three, even as Bailey kicked out at 3.00001. Bianca still got the win. Bailey does nothing but complain to the ref and to everybody who could listen that she cheated. So this feud obviously isn't over, and it's probably going to go to hell in the cell. And I'm, I am completely okay with that. So we then move on after that to our triple threat match for the WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, and Bobby Lashley. And you want to talk about a hoss fight? Ooh boy. This match was crazy. I saw things Braun Strowman did that I didn't think were possible. Doing like dives off of the apron, almost killing himself. Thank God for Drew cradling his neck at the right time so he would land properly. It's just... And then another time, Braun almost gets his head taken off by a belly-to-belly suplex from Drew McIntyre. And it's just... Lashley gets thrown through electronic screens yet again. And somehow, at the very end of this match, after Drew gets dispatched by Braun, Lashley comes in out of nowhere, spears Braun, and gets the pin to retain his title. It was absolutely insane. The match was great. I was, like I said, there were no bad matches on this card excluding the zombies <laughs> every match was 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 great at least at least three four stars it was outstanding and then you want to talk about a five star or scratch that a seven maybe an eight star match it was your main event cesaro getting his first one on one title shot against Roman Reigns, and I knew going into this, I said, my heart wanted Cesaro. My brain said that it was going to be Roman. And throughout this entire match, on multiple occasions, I was like, oh my god, they're actually going to have Cesaro win this somehow. Because before the match even got started, Jay was ready to come out with, with Roman and with Paul. Roman's like, nah. Go find your brother, because Jay seemed to have a little bit of doubt in his mind about Roman taking care of business. So that put a thought in my head. That was that first thought. I was just like, wait, are the Usos going to come out and maybe turn on Roman? That'd be a great way for Cesaro to get a victory. And then the frustration that Roman had throughout the match, where he thought he was going to do some light work tonight, and beat up Cesaro, and Cesaro kept kicking out of everything, getting out of all of the submission attempts. And then Cesaro channeling his inner John Huber, dropping a fantastic lariat onto Roman, the discus lariat. Oh, it was great. I loved, I loved seeing that. It's just every moment going in. They kept clicking those gears. And at that end, they hit that sixth gear. And I was just like, oh, here we go, boys. And Roman throwing on his guillotine and Cesaro fighting out of it multiple times until the very end. He was even using his injured arm that that Roman had worked on the entire match to almost pull out of it. He got out of it momentarily and then Roman straps it back in and then that was it. Cesaro was out and the match was over, Roman retains, and then it got interesting. The the first little tidbit I want to say is I have to give extra props to Cesaro because after he passed out for the guillotine, the ref had gone over to him to try to see if he was okay, and Cesaro immediately started to twitch, started to, like, uh, back up into, like, uh, the ropes to the corner. Like, he didn't know what had happened. Uh, I love that little that little nuance. It's just like, yes, oh, I love that stuff. It's just like you don't really know what's going on. He's like, no, I didn't give up. He's trying to talk to the ref. Like, no, I didn't quit. I didn't tap. What happened? And it's just I love that little stuff. So the, there's that. And then Jey Uso runs down to the ring. He has those those celebratory beads, and he goes and he puts them on Roman's head yet again to you know signify he's the head of the table. And then he looks at Cesaro, who's trying to recover to try to get himself back to his feet. Jay just turns to Roman and goes, let me get him. And Roman just smiles and says, go get him. Jay then starts beating on Cesaro and everything else. And then all of a sudden, we hear... Burn it down. And I'm like, wait, what? Seth, too? Seth Rollins comes running down to the ring, slides in the ring, and just has a nice little stare down with Roman. And I'm like, are we having this now instead of SummerSlam? Because I'm okay with this if you want to do this. But instead, Seth just does his laugh, and then just proceeds to just annihilate Cesaro. Takes him out of the ring. Wraps his arm in a chair. Smashes it against the, the, the posts. It's just this poor man. Cesaro, beaten down by three different individuals. It's just, you hate to see it. So obviously the feud between Cesaro and Seth Rollins is not over yet. I'm sure they'll have some type of fire match in Hell in a Cell, maybe even a Hell in a Cell match. And yep, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, so who knows? Uh, but like I said, this this card was so good. Besides that, Zombie Jack match, it just. I couldn't give it an A. I gave it a, an, an eighty nine point four. It's the highest you can get as a B plus without rounding up. I just couldn't do it because I, for me, that that whole zombie experience really killed it, and it just it's it's sad. But I put a poll out there tonight. As of right now, we got thirty three votes already. I'd love to see what you guys thought of the pay per view tonight. I gave it the whole A through F grading system please go on to our twitter at media underscore bedlam should be one of the last ones there if you go right to our way right to our site all right to our our, uh, our profile um and just let us know what you guys think um give us a comment leave a like give us your grade tell us what you thought of the whole baby view itself uh, right now, the Bs are winning 51.5%, which is pretty actually pretty good. Uh, a is currently in second at 24.2, C is in third at 18.2, and then a DF is in last at 6.1%. So, like I said, let us know what you guys think. Uh, but that was uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Um, if you guys don't already, please, like I said, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. Uh, you can find us also on Facebook and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. You can also find us on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty Gstream. Stream, and you can find this podcast and uh, all the rest of our Bedlam Media podcasts, on pretty much every podcasting platform that you guys have out there. If there's one that you'd listen to that we're not a part of, just let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day. Guys, once again, my name is Scott. I am the man behind the Twitter about the media. I appreciate you all for listening tonight. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I know it's going to be Monday, and we all hate Mondays, but we will do the best we can to continue moving through it. Because WrestleMania backlash is here and gone, and it, Monday Night Raw is next. Get that first, that first new Helena cell smell. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. I, I look forward to seeing what happens on the show, and uh, the Raw review. I'm sure will be uh, another, another spectacle like it has been lately. So, guys, thank you once again for listening. I appreciate all of it. And most importantly, I hope you guys always know to remember to join the Bedlam. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill.